Hey guys, I'm Randy. And I'm Daniel. We're two lifelong friends and musicians, but when we're not playing gigs, we like to talk games. And today on the Game and Gig Podcast, we're doing a PS5 versus Xbox series two years in and screaming from a mountaintop that Sea of Thieves is back. So a two-parter podcast today, but first let's talk about... Two for the price of one. Yeah, You're P- welcome. It's going to be a great episode. Yeah. So let's first talk about PS5 versus the Xbox Series. Uh, really, I guess the X more than the S. It's the only one we've got. So Yeah. But, um, you know, it's been two years now. A little over two years, two actually. Two long years. A lot of, lots happened. You know, lots happened. I'm not even the same man I was. Sorry, I don't need to ramble. <laughs> but I'm wondering, you know, like, now that we've had a couple of years with these consoles, has one proven itself to be, like, significantly better than the other or does it really matter Mm. you know if you pick up a series x versus ps5 like what is does it matter yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna try to flex back and forth between biased and unbiased here because i know we are going to give our opinions but but Mm -hmm. i'm going to try to stay you know fairly objective at first okay and we do have some pros and cons so you want to just maybe go through some pros of each and then some cons of each, or do you want to do the pros and cons of each system one at a time? What are you thinking here, Randall? How about we focus on each system individually, and okay. then we'll kind of wrap it up. At the end. Okay. So let's start with the PS5. I mean, um, I think that the PS5 definitely out the gate was like the crowd favorite. Mm-hmm. It was one that everyone was more, it seemed like people were more excited about it. Yes. And I think, you know, maybe part of the reason was because it looks freaking futuristic. Like it looks right. like a next gen console. Now, funnily, 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 funny enough, I ended up putting that as a kind of a con because you can't put it anywhere. Yeah. It's a really big, big console. It, it, in fact, it's so huge <laughs> that for a lot of people, they, it doesn't fit in the entertainment system, or you have to lay it down. You can't stand it up. Uh, it's just really big. Yeah, it's got this like really non-intuitive stand that, like, mm-hmm. for me, I always have to look. Like, if I switch it from vertical to horizontal, I have to look up how to make it horizontal again. I forget that you have to like twist it. Yeah, I did that recently, so it's kind of annoying, but it looks cool. It does look cool. I mean, I don't think it's everyone's favorite looking console. <coughs> Sorry, I got like an itch in my throat as soon as we started recording. You got choked up thinking about the PS5. That's what it is, man. I just, I do. I get emotional about it. But other than the shape of the PS5, is there anything that like, I can't think of too many cons. No. Um, I mean, really the thing that, one of the cons that I continuously run up against with the PS5 is that the controller dies quickly. The battery life of the DualSense is not... Not what I wish it was. That is true. Right. But overall, I love the DualSense. It's the best controller on the market. Right. I mean, it's like luxury gaming. Right. Like, you know, maybe you spend money on like this great luxury sedan, right? So you can cross the country. Well, eventually it's still going to run out of gas. Right. That's what the DualSense is. Eventually, you got to put gas in the tank. But man, is it comfortable when you're driving. Yeah, and it really does depend on the game you're playing. Like some games that really utilize the DualSense, Mm -hmm. it seems like they kill it super fast. Like, um, you know, recently we were playing God of War Ragnarok. Yes. And it seemed like that game, for whatever reason, just killed the controller. It did. But it would still take like four or five hours. Yeah, but uh, I'm playing like uh, another game right now that is not Ragnarok, and it doesn't seem to do that Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Hmm. And that's weird because Ragnarok didn't exactly have the most like adaptive trigger. I know, but you know, still, it seems to kill the controller. I don't know. 
It does seem like. I'm glad I have two. I don't think I'd be able to make it with just one controller. Most of the time, I did play it on just one, and but where I was playing it, I was right next to a plug. You so plug I it. would just plug it in if I needed to. Well, not everyone has a luxury, so it's definitely a... I'd say more people have that luxury than two controllers. <laughs> right. I'd have to run an extension cord over yeah. here or something. But I love the dual sense, and I think that like my big takeaway with the PS5 is that like I really do think that the the main thing that attracts me to the PS5, oddly enough, is the DualSense controller. Yeah, me too. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good that I play, like, I use, the reason I didn't have my second one with me is because it stays in here and it's, like, synced to go to my, um, uh, like, my iPad and stuff when I play Rocket League and yeah. uh, Sideswipe, that is. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's so good. Like, I want to use it all the time. Yeah. If it, I'm going to play a Steam game with a controller, I'll always check to see if it'll support the DualSense. Yep. It is, I think by far the best controller I've ever used. Um, and, and that's just over, like at first, when we got these consoles, uh, last year we talked about this, we were kind of like, eh, you know, they both controllers have their pros and cons. Mm -hmm. Now, I think now that I spent more time with it, the dual sense all the way. Yeah, there's no, what what would the con be other than the battery? Right, that's the only thing. And it, and I'm, I'm telling you what, this is a little petty, but like the colors they released, yeah. They all look so damn good. Yeah, they look really... In fact, the other day I went to GameStop and they had all of them on the wall. Oh. And I was like, oh my... It made me want to buy another, yeah. even though I have two of just the plain white ones. Yeah. Because back when I got them, that's all there was. Yeah. It was just I the white a, ones. I have a white one and I bought one of the red ones. Yeah, that was one of the first colors that I was released. The, yeah, that was like the first wave of colors. Mm -hmm. Like now they've got the other ones. Oh, like, they got that purple oh. one. That purple one looks really I good. I know. <laughs> the purple one is the one, man. It looks really good. It's like the Thanos controller. Yeah. But another pro for the PS5... Um, you know, I think the one that comes into everyone's mind is that the PS5 has PlayStation exclusive games. Um, wait, wait, wait. The, we still make exclusive games? <laughs> right, seriously. I've been thinking a lot about Xbox. My bad. I got confused. Yeah, PlayStation has exclusives, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, that's probably the thing. I mean, there's not that many, though, to be honest. I mean, there are PlayStation exclusive games that are exclusive to, like, PlayStation systems like PS4 and PS5, but there's not that many games that are just on PS5. True. Very That's true. Few, very very few. few, but the ones I can think of are pretty quality. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's lots. And, well, and even if you just take a look at the, uh, you know, just say it's on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, still, there's those games are great. Like, the Sony right. exclusives are some of the best games that you can play, and they happen to only be available on PlayStation until they go to PC later on. And that's where we kind of come into the biased opinion. I right. Because right. I think we both prefer PlayStation exclusives to Xbox exclusives. Well, I in general, I like the types of games they put out. I like those big single player, you know, mm -hmm. experiences. They they tend to do a really good job of mixing like a cinematic with an action experience. I like those types of games. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And I'm so old that I still think when I think Xbox exclusive, the first thing I think of is Halo. Well, I mean, and that's been a big Xbox exclusive, and it still is a big it, Xbox exclusive. It is. Exclusive. It still is. I mean, it's kind of return, halfway returned to form, like, with the new Halo game. People still kind of crap on it, but that's all. That's, like, the first thing I think of, just because yeah. I'm used to, you know, I remember back in the day when Halo was, like, revolutionizing multiplayer, so. Right. Well, speaking of Halo, let's go ahead and talk about the Series X a little bit, um, because I think that there are a lot of good reasons that you might want to look at a Series X over a PS5, or, or prefer one, prefer mm -hmm. it at least. Um, and the big thing... The number one thing in my mind is quick resume. And I yeah. know that seems like it's kind of weird. Like, why would you even care about quick resume? But I'm telling you, quick resume is amazing. If you like to play a number of different games at the same time, quick resume is like 
it, it, it doesn't seem like it's that much, but it's huge. <laughs> yeah, and, and because I'm honestly really bad at playing a lot of different games at one time, I don't really get as much out of Quick Resume. Well, I don't but see somebody why like you that jumps around, like it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and but, it is the first thing I thought of when I was making a pros list. Right, it it makes it so that like, okay, if if it's a game that's multi-platform, I am really torn because I'm like, if I'm gonna be playing other games at the same time, I don't want to play it on my PlayStation. It's not that it's like. You know, the PS5 is fast and it loads into games fast. It does. But you still got to go through the menu screen of starting the game and like you got to load into it and it's just like a whole thing. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Ain't nobody got time for that. Whereas on Series X, you just put, you just pop in and out the disc and it just picks up exactly where you left off. It's like you just pause the game. It yeah. is so great. I could have got through like four or five TikTok videos in the time it takes the PS5 to load into a game. And I, you know, it's, it is really fast. Like, don't get me wrong, but. I if the PS5 had quick resume, you know, we'd be having a different conversation here. But like quick resume really? is so underrated. It's so good. It is. It really is. But what are some other things? Well, I did write down Game Pass. You know, Game Pass has been a staple for a long time. Mm-hmm. A lot of people love it. I loved it for a long time before I started crunching the numbers. Yeah. Um, and realized that I just wasn't using it. Like, you know, if other people use it, I still think it's a good deal. You know, it's got a lot of different options with the console versus the PC versus the cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's, you know, nothing. I think that's worth... No, it's the thing that brought... Like, I bought a PS5 first, um, you know, near launch. And I didn't get a Series X until a little bit later. And it was because I was like, I wanted a Game Pass machine. Mm-hmm. I didn't own an Xbox One, um, you know. So I was like, I didn't have any options except for PC. And I really wanted to play Game Pass games. So yeah. that was the whole reason I got a Series X. Yeah, I mean... There's it's a lot of games appealing. there. Yeah. It's, and when they make exclusives, a lot of times they put them there. Right. I mean, like. So I'm told. And here's the thing. like, you, <laughs> If you don't have to say stay subscribed to Game Pass, you can have it on and off. So you can wait until a game comes out that you want to play, subscribe, play the game, and then unsubscribe. And then potentially you've played that game for $10 instead of 60 or 70 Yeah. So that's, it's, that's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. Even if you don't, you know play anything but the occasional like say when um starfield comes out get game pass play it for 10 bucks and then unsubscribe you're done that's pretty much my plan me too yeah (laughs) i mean like game pass i think is really really great i think it's a great way to save money and it's like you said there's tons of games it could be your one you know stop shop It, it definitely could yeah and you know another thing i wrote down was also about the controller weirdly enough i know we just wax poetic about the dual sense but I, I do really like the Xbox controller. I used to think it was my favorite before I saw the light. But yeah, I, I think last say, year you said you liked the Xbox yes, controller more. Yes. Like I said, I'm not the man I was. Um, but one thing I will say about the Xbox controller is that I, I think it probably has the most support of any controller out there. Right. It can be Well, used it's because it's anywhere. Microsoft and then it can be used on PC and it can be and and like even Apple products can oh, be yeah. used on Mac. You can iPads. use it on Mac, I mean all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, the only thing you can't use it on is a freaking switch. And honestly, if you have the adapter, like 8BitDo makes an adapter, a USB adapter, you can. But you can also use your, your DualSense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and why would you want to use a... Well, I guess I, the only... To me, the Series X controller or the current Xbox controller is good. Um, I don't. I think it's now my least favorite because um, 
out of like the current like big controllers. Like certainly it's worse than the uh, DualSense. Oh yeah. I even prefer the uh, Switch Pro controller a little bit over it because I think it's a little bit more comfortable to hold. Something about the Xbox controller, it's it's like more compact. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. And it just it doesn't feel quite as good in my hands as some other controllers. I think I like it better than the Pro controller mostly. Like I, I th- like its triggers better. Well, the triggers are definitely better. I also like like it's grippier to me. Like I like the textures on mm-hmm. it. I do. Like I that. like the joystick, the textures on the joysticks. Uh, the only thing I don't like are the buttons. I don't really like the face buttons. They're like super rounded, and they to me they just don't feel as like mm-hmm. responsive. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. And the D pad's nothing to write home. About oh, either. the D pad sucks. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's like super clicky. That's like the thing nowadays. Like, yeah. So, you know, I like you know, I don't a good old fashioned spongy D pad. I do like that it's versatile though. You can use it with like any Steam game. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be, you know, you can do that. So that's great. Um, but in terms of like Series X cons, I think that the controller is a con because I think that it's holding back. It doesn't have anything cool going on um, in terms of like new tech. Like you see. Like uh, Nintendo and Sony are really pushing controllers forward with all mm-hmm. the added features. True. The Series X controller is basically the exact same controller we've had for the past two generations. Like there's yeah. essentially nothing they've added to it. That's true. And I'm not saying they didn't get it right with the 360 controller because I think they did. But I mean, come on, you got to eventually innovate, and they're just like refusing to innovate. That's true. What would you like them to do? I would, I would love to see better rumble, not just basic rumble. Mm-hmm. I would like to see something like what Nintendo and Sony has done. And then I would love the adaptive triggers. I would love to see that on Series X. And because Can they, they do, do that? Or is that like patented? I don't know. But because they don't <laughs> have anything out. like that, they don't have like the touch bar, like things like that, games that are going to be cross-platform can't utilize those features on PlayStation, or they probably won't. And because of that, you know, it's kind of like they're only being used by first-party Sony games, and we don't get to see any cool stuff in these cross-platform games because of that. Do you really care about the touch bar? It can be cool. I noticed, did you notice uh, how much it was used in Ragnarok? Because I did. You used used some. Once. Yeah. (laughs) One time. Kratos, like, and this is not spoilery. But Kratos was like having to rub this material on something. Right. And he used the, the touch And it was like swap right on the touchpad. And I was like, the touchpad. And I looked down, I was like, oh yeah. And I swapped right and he did it. It didn't even like it didn't like feel make me feel more immersed. It was just like super weird. It took me out of the moment if it Some games use it a lot. I don't like it. And I'll tell you why. Um recently I've started doing more remote play on my phone. And I, I've done it a little bit over the years, like on iPads and stuff. But anyway. Uh, the touchpad is really weird on remote play because you got to actually touch the screen and you got to like touch it twice to like make it realize you're touching the touchpad. And I don't like it. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't play well with others. That's what I'm saying. Well, fair. And I've never seen anybody use it in a way that made me give a crap. I don't know. I've I've seen some cool stuff. Um, I think about like the uh, I really liked um, the Astrobot. Uh, playroom it used some cool had some cool touch bar stuff and it had some yeah but that game was like made to show the tech off that's what i'm saying like if people were able to utilize it it could be cool yeah Yeah. i mean i'm sure it could but yeah i guess my point is that it hasn't been so i don't care but maybe i guess your point is if it was you would right so you know i get that i think ghost of tsushima made you use the touch you like brushed up on it to like make the wind tell you where to go i think yeah i don't really remember that was like since i played that game that didn't bother me but, okay, so I think the controller of the Xbox controller is a con, but what else, what other kind of cons do we have for 
Series X? Well, there are these things called games. Yeah. And, you know, the best way I can I can I can say this is like if you're not going to put out exclusive games, then why why am I buying a next gen console? Right? If you're not going to put out next gen exclusives, why, why do I have it? And all the things we said about, you know, all the things you've said about how you don't like the controller, nobody's going to remember how good or bad the controller was if the games were great. Mm-hmm. Think about like the N64. Objectively, it's got one of the stupidest controllers of all time, if not the top of the heap for stupidest controller. It is controller Brian to take a GMM thing. <laughs> okay? Stupid controller Brian. Um, but all we remember is how great the games are. Well, yeah. Xbox ain't going to get none of that if they don't put out some freaking games. Everyone says 2023 is going to be the year of Xbox. We're going to have to wait and see. but well, Let's see. Yeah. I mean, like, it's definitely been disappointing. Especially, I'm sure it's disappointing for the people who, like, only have a Series X. Mm-hmm. And then they're looking at, like, Sony. Like, say people are playing Ragnarok and you don't have that option. You can't play it. Or, you know... Horizon Forbidden West earlier this year. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Right. There's so Last many, of Us Part One. Like there's you got these games that you can't play, and then that you're not even you don't even have anything that you can be like, but I can do this instead. It's like No. What can you do? Well, I got Game Pass. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And Game Pass. I can play is cool. Fallout 76 for free. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, really, there mm. you, you don't have like that's gotta be disappointing. Yeah. But, you know. Maybe that'll change. It could change. It certainly could. But, like, do you have faith that, like, Starfield's going to be that good? Not on launch. You know who makes that? Bethesda. Bethesda Smeshda. <laughs> I mean, like, it could Bethesda be. Bethesda It could be. But it's like, I I don't have faith that it's, like, I don't, I'm, I'm not guaranteed that it's going to be great. Like, the thing about, like, say, Ragnarok, I I was pretty sure that that game was going to be great at launch. Yeah, they actually, like, released a finished game. Like, you could play that thing start to front and, like, <laughs> really not have any problems. Like, it was insane. I know, right? I did it. I know. Holy crap. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't, they said it couldn't be done. I know. It didn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like These days, you play games at launch, and it's like you're getting punished for playing games at launch. Mm-hmm. It's like, ha yeah. ha, we took your money. Yeah. Screw you, <coughs> Pokemon. So, like, uh, overall... That was a weird cough. Sorry. I know. I, I I almost made a video about Pokemon the other day, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to I'm I not gonna throw it anymore. Did you start it? Did you start playing it? Not yet. Um, well, then probably shouldn't make a video. <laughs> no, I know. I was. It was going to be a joke thing. Oh. But I was like, you know, I probably shouldn't throw any more shade. They're already getting enough shade. Did you see... The, sorry, this is the last thing I'll say about Pokemon, but this is a funny sidebar. Did you see the, the title of the most recent Nintendo podcast? I know you don't follow no, those guys. No, I didn't. It was called, it said something like, our first impressions of Pokemon glitched and bugged. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Glitched and bugged. Um, so, at the end of the day, do you have a clear preference of the PS5 versus the Series X? Mm-hmm. You do? Yeah. Which one is it? The PS5. See, It's if, got games. If, if, if I remember. And a sick controller. Last year, you were opposite. You were Series X was your uh, preference. Was I? I, I so. honestly don't know. I um, think so. I, did we do a, a straight up PS5 and Series X, or did we do a PS5, Series X, and Switch? No, we did PS5, Series X, I think. I don't know. I may be wrong. Maybe it's I was here, because, you know, we were getting into Sea of Thieves. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can see myself. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have a PC yet. It's really kind of slotted into the Xbox position. Yeah, and me. see, that's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. You didn't have a PC then. 
Um, for me, I'm so torn because honestly, if a new game comes out and it's cross-platform, I'm probably going to get it for Series X. Seriously? Yeah, just for Quick Resume. So you'd rather have Quick Resume. You would rather have the ability to save 30 seconds getting into a game than play on the DualSense mm. for the 18 hours that the game lasts. Well, the thing is, Daniel, it's not 30 seconds. It's more than that. And it's like a you, minute or two at most. I man. think you <laughs> I think you don't maybe you do get it. I don't think but I don't think you do get how often I swap between games. I mean, maybe I don't. It's multiple times a day, every day. There's a bird at your window. There is a bird at my window. He's going crazy. I you think it's... I think it's... Uh, <laughs> Do you think it's Odin's raven? What was his name? <sighs> I can't remember. I it started with an H. I think yeah. it is. I think it is. I think it's the Allfather. <laughs> I think he's coming to say something to us. I think he's with me. I think he wants you to realize that you're saving like... I don't know. I'll I'll give you I'll give you an outlandish number and say that you're saving ten minutes a day. Do you it's think not it's that more much? Than, exactly. <laughs> it's not ten minutes. Okay, let's just say I'm gonna give it to you as a luxury. Let's say you're saving ten minutes of your time a day, and you're playing each game for ten to twenty hours. You know, overall, you're sacrif You're saying that that ten minutes a day is worth more to you than a superior gaming experience. Well, let me let me tell you the next reason. Okay. There's one more reason. All right. Come on back. And it's this. I have more faith that 12, 15, 20 years from now, if I wanted to go back and play those games, Mm -hmm. I have more faith that I would be able to put that disc into my current Mm. Xbox and play it than I would be able to put it into my current PlayStation. So it's a a gamble for the future. Yeah. Well, I can't argue with that because we're not there yet. You're probably right about that. And so, like, those two things, because I know, like, if I want to go back and play Xbox 360 games, mm-hmm. I can do it. And I cannot put a PS3 disc in my PS5. So what you're doing is you're sacrificing the now for the future. Yes. I choose to live in the now. <laughs> but that being said, if I find out that a game has, like, really good DualSense um you know, support, mm-hmm. it makes me want to buy it on the PlayStation. Um and obviously, I'm going to have a PS5 <coughs> because those PlayStation exclusives are some of my absolute favorite games. Yeah. So I'm not going to have both. But if I had to pick, if I could only have one, I don't know that I could. I just don't know that I could do it. If I could only have one, I'd have a PS5. Because Even though I, you're afraid that when we get to the PS17, you're not going to be able to play it. <laughs> well, it's not. But you're confident that when we get to the Xbox Series XXX, you will. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, if I can only have one, I would have to have a PS5 because I'm not going to go without those Sony exclusives. Right. But I'm glad I have both because when, when multi-platform games come out, I do tend to want to get them on Series X. That surprises me so much to hear. Yeah. I love Quick Resume so much. Hmm. And also, I think in the future, I will have a better option of playing those games. You probably will. So there's my thing. But let's find out what we did a poll. Yeah, we did a poll. I'm looking at it right now and I'm just I'm just so shook by what you said I can't even read. <laughs> so we asked, is one console objectively better than the other? And I tried to phrase that in a way that I would maybe get some interesting comments out of this. So mm-hmm. here's what those results, Daniel. Twenty four percent said the Xbox. Thirty four percent said the PS five. 
36% said they are equal. And 6% said, screw y'all, I don't like either one. <laughs> I know, I thought that was funny. Um, I think I tend to lean towards they're equal because I think that there are yeah. pros and cons for each. And I think like, I would too. I don't think that one is objectively better. I think there are things about both. I think there's a controller that's objectively better, but I agree. I don't think the system is. Right. And I think that's why we have the you know the largest result being they're equal. I, I agree. And yeah. then next under that PS5, which I, I do think if you if I only had one. If you I had to give it an one. edge, yeah. Yeah, if I had to. Right. Um, okay. Here's that first comment. We got some comments on this one. Yeah, we do. We got some interesting comments on this. Pedro Javierish. Pedro Javierish said. Javierish, maybe? Pedro Javierish. I don't know. Said, best software right now, PS. <clears throat> that means PlayStation. Best hardware, Xbox, hands down. Well, I, I, if we're talking about just like console hardware, I mean, that Series X does have better specs. Mm -hmm. And Quickers Ram. <laughs> True. So then we got the real Nexus 77 who said, gamers play games and one platform severely is lacking in content, but ironically has the most first party studios. Now, no names were thrown here, but we all know we're talking about Xbox here. Xbox has so many first-party studios now mm -hmm. from all these acquisitions, yeah. but doesn't have any games because they're all in development, hmm. haven't been released. I mean, heck, if they do all just if they just drop all these world beaters in 2023, I mean, that could change things. But next year we may be having this conversation it may go completely different, huh? Yeah, it could, could. All right, Yasso Boy ninety seven thirty seven said both of them. What's important is if they're fun. Hey, if the games are fun. If you're having a good time, what does it really matter? I mean, we're, I know we act like this is a big deal, but at the, at the same time, you know, it's true. I mean, it's life or death, but okay. All right. So next comment is from Divine Hand 125 left a very extensive, We've heard a huge breakdown of the differences between, you know, these two consoles. And I thought it was really interesting. I don't have time to read the entire comment because it was quite long, but I'll read you some of the highlights. Okay, so said so I own both and can comment on which one I think is objectively better. The PS5 does have higher quality first party exclusives and DualSense controllers with haptic feedback and adaptive triggers, and they're a game changer. The cons with the PS5 include stick drift on the $70 controllers and short battery life. Have you ever had stick drift? No, I've actually never had it on anything. You're so lucky. But I know it's a thing. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a, a doubter at all. You've just never experienced it. Yeah. You're lucky. You must be very, you must be very gingerly and, and soft on those sticks. Oh, oh yeah. I'm not a stick banger. Oh, I am. So, I am so okay. I am so hard on those sticks. I beat <clears> them <throat> up. Me. I really beat them up. Um, but I still haven't had stick drift on my PlayStation. But I have had a ton on Switch. Okay, continuing the comment. On the Xbox side, there are very few AAA first-party exclusives, which leave Microsoft ending the year with no big-budget exclusives to speak of. The Xbox, however, has Game Pass, which does help fill the gap as it offers many AAA games from third-party publishers. Those emulated games can also be enhanced using the power of series... Oh, wait, this is a new thing, but talking about emulated games. Mm -hmm. Emulated games can also be enhanced using the power of the series consoles, similar to what you can do on a PC. There's also backwards compatibility with 7th gen games without having to stream them, which is pretty cool. That's what I was talking about earlier. Um, and then also here we have... Uh, the last final thing is, if we have to compare the two consoles right now, it's close as you should be satisfied with either console, but PlayStation currently has the advantages through its first-party exclusives. Mm -hmm. And I'm also... So 
in case you couldn't tell, that that is a massive comment that Randy kind of highlighted the highlights from. And mm-hmm. so I, I'm I'm going back and I'm rereading the stuff in between, and it's all really really well written. Yeah, thank you so much for you know I the the whole comment was great. I love how they talk about. They say, like, you know, the Xbox controller doesn't have rechargeable batteries out of the box, which I still think is asinine in 2022. I kind of like it. I don't like it. Um, but anyway, they said that they bought uh, some bigger capacity batteries off Amazon and that they use those and they recharge those and they last way longer. Like, I use rechargeable batteries in mine. I have some rechargeable double A's that float around my house and yeah. various things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it doesn't bother me because I just like always have someone ready to go and it's like super fast. I never have to plug it in. Plus, the batteries last forever in that controller. That's true. And I mean, if they, it had better tech, that wouldn't happen. But I guess that's one of the, the good things about it. Well, you know, what, what, what can you do? Um, they also did mention that backwards compatibility is limited in the PlayStation, which is a con as well. Right. It doesn't seem like the, you know, it takes advantage. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like older games really get a, a bump like they can on Xbox. Right. They get a little better. So, But they sum it up and kind of say, you know, PS currently has the advantage. And I like that because it is only... It's tentative. Yeah, you know? and that's what we were saying. It, this could change. So the <coughs> next comment was uh, from Larry. And Larry House, thank you for commenting again. And this was, I put it on here. We don't have to go through it, but his comment like erupted like a lot of argument, and I thought it was really interesting. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. So Larry said, we are gamers. The games are on PlayStation, hands down. <laughs> but, I mean, like, obviously that's a bit of an exaggeration. But, I like him. But I, it. But I like his... I like a, a, a hot take. Yeah, know? it's a little bit of a hot take, but yeah. I, I definitely understand the sentiment and agree it to in some ways, you know? Yeah. But he's got a comment from uh, Nehemiha Montague. I think mean, it's Nehemiah Montague. Nehemiah Montague. Montague. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, said, you have better games, but we have more options. So you being PlayStation, we being Xbox. I like how we're picking sides here. Yeah, and then Larry snapped back, name one better option. I'm curious. I own both consoles. My argument that the better option would be Quick Resume, mm-hmm. which is a big... And, and Why didn't you mention that earlier? I know. I really should have. And, and then, then we got Delusions of Grandeur. I like the way you spelled that. Yeah. Said they both have games. They wouldn't be game consoles if they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Yeah, and then what? Who does I don't know? Uh, a a, a, pop, a poppy's wrath? A puppy? A, a poppy's wrath? A, a pop his wrath? I don't know. Said it I, has more options because of backwards compatible. As far as I know, you can't even play PS3 games on the PS5. I can play games from the original Xbox on my Series S, S, and a lot of the games have even been improved. So you can play some original Xbox games. Okay. So, yeah. And then That's what Larry, I'm talking about in terms of like the buy one and buy Xbox games. I get it, I get it. And Larry clapped back. Yeah. He says, so people are buying a new console to play old games, about 20 years old in some cases, and that's it? Interesting. And by interesting dot, 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 mm-hmm. I mean, he's throwing shade. I, I like, Larry's got some gusto today. <laughs> and by the way, PlayStation 5 has supported really good backwards compatibility for a while now with the most popular titles from back on PS2 and PS3 now being playable. Yeah, which they've really started to do more and more of that. In in competition, you know, to compete with Xbox, they started mm-hmm. to do that. It's not as good as Xbox. No, it's not. It's not as good. I like how he just kind of shut. He's like, so your new console can play old games. Good job. Yeah, yeah. That was that was cold. Yeah, but I mean, like, I I think this is was an interesting little thing that happened here, uh, all because saying you know the games are on PlayStation, right. which. 
A lot of the really good ones are. And that's the thing. Someone, I don't think someone, I didn't pull the comment, but someone said, like, they were looking at the games of the year. They're like, every game from game of the year can be played on PlayStation. Mm -hmm. And the same thing cannot be said about Xbox. Mm. That's some interesting data. Yeah. All right. All right. So we're I, this is going to be a long podcast, so we're not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about Sea of Thieves, but I really wanted to talk a little bit about Sea of Thieves because we've got Season 8 has just come out. Yeah. And, dude, it has completely, like, I'm back in yeah. hard Me on too. Sea of Thieves. Me too. So Season 8 uh, was the biggest update we've ever gotten from Sea of Thieves, and we finally got something that we wanted and yes. that we've been asking for mm-hmm. as a community for the most part. Oh, yeah. And that is we have a, a basically an opt-in on-demand PvP option that comes with two new factions that are PvP factions. Right. Now we used to have in Sea of Thieves there was a thing that was essentially this, but it was an arena, separate. An arena mode. It was separate from the adventure mode. And it was arena yes. mode, and it was all about just ship fights. Yes. We never played that. No. I they, think we would have loved it. I think we would have loved it, but they took it away soon after we started. For the most, I mean, it, we still could have played it for a while, but. Yeah. We would have been just dog crap because right. we were so new to the game. Mm-hmm. But they did, you know, they ran the numbers on it and they found that some like ridiculously high percentage of the time spent total playing Sea of Thieves was in adventure mode. Right. So they just didn't want to allocate resources to arena. It also was super toxic. Right. They got a lot of complaints. Um, so they shut it down. Right. But now we basically have the successor to that and it's all contained in adventure mode and it's amazing. Yeah, because what has happened is like, Throughout, when we got only Adventure Mode, that's all there was, um, there were still those people who like were used to playing Arena, and then also people like us who just enjoyed the fighting ships aspect of the game. Yeah. And what happened was is the community got really divided, and you mm-hmm. kind of like had two groups, and they've been be- grown increasingly divided. You have the PvPers and the PvEers, mm-hmm. and like it's become so divided that it's almost like become annoying for like both groups of people. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's super annoying because the PvEers. Just want to, you know, PVE. They want to go fight skellies and do adventures. And and that's another thing. They've been focusing so much on PVE content. Right. And their updates that I think the PVE has got a little entitled, if you ask me. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but okay. Um, well, I'm, I like Larry's spirit and I'm, I'm You're making a hot, a hot take. Okay. Um, so when, when PVPers, like I would consider us to be PVPers primarily because that's what we like. We may not be the best in the world, but it's what we like. Uh, when we roll up on them and we decide to fight... They get all pissy about it. Yeah. And and that happens like in extreme cases, mm-hmm. you know, across game wide, you know, that everybody was running into that. Right. And in some cases, the PVPers were probably picking on people who they shouldn't have been picking on. Right. But, but then also you have like the PVPers who are just trying to play the game they want to play and they're yeah. frustrated because people just don't want to play that way. Yes. And then we get into the whole emissary discussion. Right. So explain the emissary system. So basically there is this thing and it's just like you can opt in to, to this thing and basically just to boil it down, it makes it so that you can get more rewards for the doing the, the tasks, but the it's kind of a risk versus reward because if you put if you sign up to be in this emissary thing, it makes you a target where people can sink you and take your flag and they get a reward for doing that. So mm-hmm. it's, it's... And the, one of the factions, the Reaper faction, is... Based on that, like yeah, based on you want to take emissary flags yeah. and sell them. That's how you like yeah. level it's, up, or it's one of the main ways. Yeah. It's like the best way. It's to do the it. best way. Yeah. It's the quickest way to do it. And so you know, the PVE argument was no. My emissary flag means I'm trying to do PVE. I'm trying to get more resources for that. You shouldn't sink me for that. You're you know you're a jerk. 
Right. And the PVPers said exactly what we just said. Right. It's like you signed up for this and you knew it was a risk. Mm-hmm. And now they've actually made it so that it tells you that yes. when you sign up for it. It's like, hey, you're a target now. Um, Thank you, Rare. Yeah. But what's really great about this new update is that it, it really caters to both the PvP players and the PvE players because it kind of like the PvP players, they don't have to try to go hunt down PvEers. They can just mm-hmm. fight other people who want to fight them. Because it's opt-in. Right. It's matchmaking. It literally matchmakes you with somebody. Right. And then the PvEers can kind of go about their business know, knowing that there's less of a risk of people just hunting them down because they're busy playing, you know, doing the matchmaking. Yep. And it all still is contained within Adventure Mode in a really clever way. Yeah, because because I still don't want the PvPVE aspect of Sea of Thieves to disappear. Right. I agree. I agree. But this, you know, kind of like reduces that a little bit, but I think it makes everyone happy. Me too. And I'll say one of the things that has happened this season that I would have never thought for the past week, I've been going on every day and I have been doing PvE, Daniel. What the hell's wrong? I've been going on and I'm just working my way through the season pass. I've been doing the trials. I've been going on just doing voyages and just going through the, you know, just checking off things off the list. And through that entire time, except once when I was trying to do Reaper stuff, mm-hmm. I have not had a single person hunt me down. And it's just been so relaxing and chill. Hmm. It's I, I really do think this update has made it more accessible for people to enjoy PvE. Because one of the reasons I never did it was because I knew that like there was a huge risk that if I had spent all this time working on it, you just get your stuff stolen. And that can, even if you know that's part of the game, it can be frustrating. Yeah, it can. I, I like how like it's like it gives you like some thrill to it. Oh, it, I, it, it I agree. It, no, know. I agree. But I think that now the balance is better. Is what yeah, I agree. I think it is. I'm a little shook again that you're like PVEing during the day. It's weird. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So, I mean, like. And before, I never would have done that. I only liked the PvP aspects of the game. Yeah. You know, we did some PvE stuff for sure occasionally, but it was always like my least favorite way to play the game. If anything, this has just driven me deeper into like, I just want to, I'm just bloodlusted all the time and I just want to PvP because I know I can anytime. Right. Well, for me, it's like I can just have both. I can like play both sides of the game now and enjoy both. Whereas I think before, it was just like one way to play the game was clearly better than the other. Yeah. And then it was like to play it with a PvP focus was just more fun. And now mm-hmm. I think that because it's a little bit more, you can play PvE without the as much worry of losing all your stuff or losing the progress you're trying to make. Yeah. I think it makes it more fun for both groups of people. I agree. I think it's a great time to get in and see a Thieves. Oh, I do too. If you're I, on the fence, like get off the fence. Yeah, I think that this is the time because I think no matter which way you want to play the game, the experience is better now. It just is. Agreed. Yeah. So and I'm so freaking thankful to Rare for actually doing something that I liked. Yeah, I know. It seems like they take, sometimes like Sea of Thieves doesn't feel very supported, um, especially when you compare it to something like Fortnite, which is always being supported. The king. And, yeah. But at the same time, I started thinking about it, and I was like, this time last year, we were making a video about how Season 5 like made it better for people to start playing the game. But now I think a year later... The game really is even better than it was last year. It's got a lot more content. And I do think it's even more approachable for people who are just getting into the game. Yes, it can still be overwhelming, but I, I do think that if you're willing to kind of learn a little bit about the game, it's a great time to start playing it. See it Thieves Season 5, that's when they brought in like all those quality of life improvements, yeah. like being mm-hmm. able to just like store all from a chest mm-hmm. and... Yep. 
Yeah, that was a big one. Because mm-hmm. when we first started playing, you basically had to learn all these like janky workarounds that you could only learn through people that have played the game for a thousand hours. Mm-hmm. Basically just to speed up the game a little bit so you could actually get something done because it was such a slow paced game. Right. And now it's even better. And you know, like the captaincy thing helped a lot with that too, because now you yes. can just go buy supplies and get out immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, that helped a lot. That was the, last season. Uh, What's their name? The Sovereigns? Sovereigns helps a lot, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've done a lot to speed up the thing. It still takes forever. I still think that to play Sea of Thieves, you need the law an hour or two hours minimum Yeah. to play the game. I think two hours. Yeah. I think you need a two-hour session. Which is unfortunate. And I think that's what turns mm-hmm. off a lot of people. Because you can't just jump on like Fortnite and play for 30, you know, 20, 30 minutes and get something out of it. You just no, can't. you can't. Mm-mm. That would suck. But. Although now with the matchmaking, you might be able to get in, buy some captain supplies, get a fight or two in. True. Might be able to do that. Yeah, if you're playing PvP. PvE is still slow. Yeah, PvE is But it's relaxing. It's really, it actually, I'm getting more out of it than I ever have. And I think it's just because, you know, like, one, I've kind of embraced, they have changed the way you kind of, um, they added the trials, Mm -hmm. and it's not so focused on, what were they called before? Commendations. Commendations, yeah. I still don't understand the difference, though. They both just make you do stuff. Yeah, but it's the trial stuff is like um, it's more, uh, I guess, like focused on doing certain tasks instead of just like kind of. I thought the commendations was more about just playing the game in general and it's like racking up mm-hmm. how many times you've done certain things. Yeah. Whereas the trials are more focused, which is good. Okay. Yeah. Because you, there are trials that are just like, you know, um, do a gold hoarder quest, you know, I mean, you know. yeah. Something like that. And the commendation is like, do 30,000 gold hoarder quests. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's still, and I think there are still commendations, but I don't. They yeah, there are. Oh, there are. Yeah. If they got rid of commendations, people would burn rare headquarters. To the right. Game. But the trials has been nice. Can um, you imagine somebody who got the gold curse, you know, did did all the crap, did all the tall tales, did, got all the journals, and then they take away the progress for their commendations? Or somebody who hunter did hunter's call? I know, right? Oh, my God. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't want to be around them. Okay. Final bit of the podcast here. Long podcast. Yeah, I know, but we just have a lot to talk about. Games of the week. Um, let's talk about what games we played. Daniel, what games have you played this week? You want me to lead us off here? Lead us off. Let's break with tradition. Well, I played Ragnarok like you did, and we finished it on the same day. Mm-hmm. I think we took In fact, around... we finished it without, within like an hour of each other. Yeah. I think we both took, you know... Around 24, 25 hours. To me, 24, um, like right up against 24. Yeah, and I was like 25 and a half. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so that was great. I loved it so much. I won't give any spoilers, but we haven't even really talked about it all, at all in general. Mm-hmm. Like, Because the time I remembered, like, oh, yeah, you finished Ragnarok. Let's talk about it. Nick was there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, been playing Sea of Thieves. We talked about the PvP. It's amazing. Play mm-hmm. Sea of Thieves. Uh, been playing Rocket League Sideswap every day, at least enough to log in and get my daily thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still I want to play that game again. Uh, like, yeah, we need to play it. Play some duos. Some, yeah. Some uh, what are they called? Uh, uh, duos. Is it duos? Du- There's duos. duels. And... Duels are one on one. Yeah. Is it duos? So ones and twos. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll get on and play some twos. Uh, but <clears throat> last week when we were talking game awards, I was looking through all the categories and I'd been playing a lot of mobile games, and I realized that I had not played very many of the nominees for mobile game of the year. So I would jump through that category and I decided to try them. And I tried Marvel Snap first, and that's as far as I've gotten because I have become hopelessly addicted. It's ridiculous. How addicted, you might ask? How addicted? Yesterday, 
I looked at my battery log this morning and I looked at my battery log for yesterday and I used over a hundred percent of my phone battery yesterday. Just on Marvel snap. Well, no, but, um, most it was like over eight hours of, of screen on time on oh, Marvel snap. No, Daniel. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. Eight bad. hours of a mobile game. It was bad. It's so fun. It's ridiculously fun. Is it just on mobile? No, it's on PC, too. Okay. Marvel Snap. I don't know. I literally don't know what that is. It's a card game. It's a deck-building card game. Ooh, I, I do love some of those. Well, I should say, I don't. I played a couple, but... Um, and it's simple, and it's quick. My favorite card game is Gwent. Oh, my God. Gwent has an app. Because I went, yeah, I know. Because uh, I realized I was enjoying Marvel Snap so much, and I was like, holy crap, I like deck builders. Yeah. So I went online, and I was like, best mobile deck builders. And Gwent came up. Gwent's so good. And it's free. Gwent is so good. So right? I don't know if the Gwent mobile is like, I, I'm, I'm going to look up right now, is it paid to win? Because that's the first thing I ask about a mobile game. And it says no. Man, Gwent. I, I probably... Spent half the time I was playing The Witcher Three just playing Gwent, and I remember you saying that. And, uh, so I've already downloaded it. It's so yeah, good, and I'm gonna play it. Um, so yeah, I would have to relearn it. It's been like over. It's probably been two years since I played Gwent. But it oh looks gosh, awesome. But I the, loved it. The articles I'm seeing right now say it's very generous for resources. Any well made deck can take you to high rank. It's not pay to win. That sounds great. Yeah, Gwent's so good. Yeah, you so is Marvel Snap. You need to get into Gwent. I think you would love that game. I, I think I will because yeah. uh, I'm, I'm really digging this. But I, I definitely see the thing is, is I won't be logging any more eight hour days because I went through all the like daily, weekly quest things that it would let me do. Mm -hmm. And now it takes maybe, I don't know, to do everything you could do in a day other than just get to the point where you're just grinding wins to mm -hmm. go up in rank. Right. It might take you two hours now. So still, though, that's well, a I'm long not gonna, time. I, I mean, yeah, it's a long time. But I mean, heck. But I'm, you're, not, I'm not gonna. But th what I'm saying is, I'm not gonna be playing for two hours a day, so I'm never really gonna run out of things to do. That's what I'm trying to say. But um, I did everything mm -hmm. yesterday, and it was like I was brand new to the game, so I was going through all the recruit stuff and like, right. Okay. And holy crap, it's great. I'm Were not you, trying to say that it that it was the right thing to do. I'm trying to say I enjoyed it and I would do it again. But it's a thing you did. It's a thing I did. All right. So, um, in terms of games I played this week, I obviously. We, we talked about how I finished Ragnarok. Finished that. I finished a couple games. Catherine and I have been playing Rayman Origins. We finished that. Mm -hmm. That game was awesome. I Did saw your hot take on Discord about how Rayman's your favorite platformer now. It is, man. So good. When are you going to play Celeste? Uh, one of these days. Um, so we finished that, and we replaced it with a different platformer, uh, Little Big Planet 2, mm. which is uh, very I fun. That, I bet that's good. It is. It's, oh, man, it's very good. And we're that's another PS3 game, and um, and then I also finished playing Sparks of Hope, and um, that game actually took me over twenty. It took me probably twenty four hours to finish. That was a long game, but it was very good. Nice. Um, you know, it was very similar to the first one. Not a whole lot changed up. A little bit, little new. Um, Daniel just wrote, "You suck" in the in the outline here. Very rude. Whoa! I'm sorry. I didn't realize that that. Was still there. My bad. <laughs> but uh, it was good. It was a good game. And I replaced that with, uh, I started playing Moss Book 2, which is a VR game. Mm -hmm. um, I played Moss a few years back, the first game. Loved it. And Moss 2 came out this year. 
I'd forgotten that it was coming out. So as soon as I figured that out, I downloaded it on my Quest 2 and I've been playing it. And it's also very good. Almost done with that one, actually. It's not a super long game. Nice. That's why I use a mossy oak uh, coffee mug. That's right. Just in honor of moss. Mm -hmm. And then um, let me think. Oh, I've been playing The Chant. The Chant. The Chant is kind of a double-A horror survival type thing. It's it's, Double-A. Yeah, it's kind of like a double A. It's not a it's not a huge game, but it's not an indie. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember who developed it, but it's you know it's in that weird in between space. It's very uh, Resident Evil inspired. I would say it's like most similar to Resident Evil, with some differences. It's not as big on inventory management, but it feels very similar in lots of ways. Um, but it kind of goes into the like psychedelic horror. Psychedelic horror. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Far out, dude. Um, and it's it's good. Uh, it's not amazing, but it's good. I'll do a full review on it later on. But Nice. Yeah, it's good. What a week for gaming. What a week for gaming. We had a lot to talk about today. Um, but since we're at the end of the podcast, if you made it to the end of the podcast, we want to say thank you. Thank no, we you don't like- want to say thank you yet, Randy. Oh, we don't. Because you forgot our sponsor. This is, why we, this is how we lose sponsors, buddy. This is how we... <laughs> so, in case you didn't catch us last week... Cana dropped us. Cana caned us like never before. Okay, and now Cana is no longer a sponsor, not a sponsor. But now we're spot we're sponsored by Ghost Rider for PS2. Okay, it's not based on the Nick Cage movie, but if it makes you feel better to think it is, then go for it. I think right? it was a promotional tie-in with the movie, but it's an original story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great story. Yeah. So I just wanted to give my quick review for this. You know, it's rated T for Teen. For uh, alcohol reference, blood and gore, mild suggestive themes, and violence. Um, I give this game, I'll be honest with you, I give it a 2 out of 10. um, Because I wish they weren't just mildly suggestive. And I wish it was um, blood, guts, and gore. Right, not just blood and gore. Yeah, that would really help. But, uh, you know, I appreciate the sponsorship. You know, we'll certainly take your money. And uh, if you want to get ghost ridden, play Ghost Rider for PS2. Not a sponsor. So as I was saying, if you made it all the way into the podcast, we want to thank you. Um, you know, only about 10% of people make it all the way to the end. So, you know, you're in an elite group. Mm-hmm. And uh, we like to shout out people who make it to the end. And we do that through our Three for Dale Club. So, Daniel, hit us with that Three for Dale Club. If you are watching this video right now, you have been with us for a long time. So please go down to the comment section and type Three for Dale. Okay? That means we know you made it. We know you're with us. And we hear you. Now, last week, did you already shout this guy out? No, no. Okay. Yeah. Last week, Three for Dale Club was a lonely place to be. It was just Landon Stallings, who we we love very much. Yes, Landon, thank you for always making it to the end of our videos. <clears throat> yes. So, you know, give us a Three for Dale. And you know what? Like and subscribe. We never asked that. No. And you know what? Hit the <laughs> notification bell. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, guys. Well, until next time, I'm Randy. And I'm Daniel. And this has been Gaming Gig. Peace out. <laughs>